Hi, I'm Peter Hostrasser, and I'm here with my son, Hank Hostrasser. And we're going to talk about what? Cars. Father-son car chats. Podcast starts now. This week, it's Hank's pick. What are we picking? Uh, The second-generation Toyota MR2. All right. Tell me about this car. Um, it's mid-engined. It has an inline-four engine, uh, which came turbocharged from the factory and uh, naturally aspirated. What does that even mean, aspirated? It seems like it's like they... Uh, it means how the car gets air. Oh. So naturally aspirated is just through a normal, um, uh, uh, like just a, normal air filter. Like ram air kind of deal? Is that that uh, or no? No, that, oh. that's, um, to, that goes to a supercharger. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, but, and then uh, turbocharged or forced induction is where the air is forced into the engine. It gives it more power. Oh. Um, so tell me about the second generation. So the first generation was pretty blocky. Yeah. It was when they start making those in the late 80s, right? So um, it yeah, was like 89-ish. And it was very like squared off. Yeah. Right. It was very, very eighties. It screamed eighties. Even though it was at the end of the eighties. Yeah, seven. Well, it was. It was a mid-engine car. It was yeah. probably the first affordable mid-engine car, especially of its time. Yeah. Um. I guess it so. was a mid-eighties production, and then they changed it up in late eighties to the second generation. What they do to this thing? How did? And and why do you like it the best? Um, they just gave it a really 90s style, which is really distinct in a lot of uh, Japanese cars, um, Japanese sports cars from that time. It looks really good, I think, especially with the pop-up headlights. And I love the fact that it's mid-engined um, and it's rear-wheel drive. Was there any other mid-engine? Was the, F- the Fiero came around that time, right? Yeah, the, its only real competitor I mean, with the mid-engine was the Fiero. Obviously, it was competing against other cars of the era, like the uh, Nissan 240SX and others. Uh, and it was sold in America, too, so it was also competing against uh, the Mustang and the Camaro. Yeah, so, I mean, it's a it's a rear-wheel drive. Um, came with, like, a, a T-top, yes, I believe. Yes, it did come with a T-top. Is there not many Asian cars come with T-tops? That sounds like an Americanized thing. Yeah, it was very Americanized. Uh, the car was very much Americanized. You'll probably see... It, it's very present in America. Um, like, I could go on Craigslist right now, and there'd be three listings just in this area. Oh, for really? This car. All right. I mean, they're not cheap. The prices are going up. Uh just like a lot of other cars, Japanese cars from this era, um, especially in good condition, and manuals are much more desirable. Right. No, they made this in a four-speed automatic and a five-speed manual. Yep. Um, did it, did this have the short throw in it? Um, the short throw like uh, shifter? Because I remember, what was it? Uh, I think the Toyota, the MR2 had it. Or no, the Toyota, uh, not the Toyota, hello. That's what we're talking about. Um, the Mazda, Miata had a short throw shifter. Yeah, it might have. Um, so you know what a short throw is, right? Like yeah. the short ones that would be like really yeah. small shifter. And a lot of people put those in cars as aftermarket parts too. Yeah. So, I mean, if it didn't have a short throw shifter, I'm guessing 
most of the cars these days do have short throw shifters in them. Mm -hmm. So what was the top end model of this thing? I mean, uh, were we looking at like... The uh, turbo. Yeah, it was a GT turbo or GTS turbo it looks like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Two, a two liter turbo with about a little over 200 horsepower. Which was a lot for such a light car. Yeah, it is a, it is a light car. Um, what uh, what are the other aspects of this car? It's a two-seater, right? Yeah, it is. Um, it's two-seater. Uh, I don't know really what else to say. It's it's a nice, fun little car. Uh, I love it, personally. Mm -hmm. um, what, what do you like about it other than, you know, mid-engine? I just love the styling. And, again, it's a Toyota. It's a Japanese car, so it's really reliable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like a Fiero where it's gonna break down every weekend. It's like, it's it's a uh, Toyota, and mm -hmm. it just has so much potential. A lot of the uh, naturally aspirated models have been turbocharged, um, just by aftermarket, uh, just with aftermarket parts, um, and they just look so good, especially with the new set of rims and lowered and with the turbo what kind of things do you see on these customized what what are what are the things that you see out there um because stock they look pretty nice i mean it's a mean do. car looking you know stock um it's very very small yeah if i were to get one of these well in the tuning world people don't do much to these mm -hmm. like there's always the wide body and people that do the crazy stuff but I like it when it's just kind of a cleaner rims and coilovers, and then all the mods are done inside, mm -hmm. uh, like a turbo and a built engine, and then a, good, a nice interior and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, so that's that's what I would do. I just put, you know, a simple interior and maybe uh, reupholster some stuff on the mm -hmm. dashboard. Uh, I'll get some nice rims and a lowering kit and turbocharge it and do some nice stuff to the engine. Well, it looks like they had some racing additions to this. Is this uh, prevalent in the uh, racing world? Um, I don't think it ever really was. Um, it was always kind of in the shadow of the Supra mm -hmm. uh, with the big 2JZ in it making all the power. So, I mean, now this thing is coming out. Um, it's becoming more and more popular because of the uh, rear-wheel drive mid-engine setup but yeah it was never really it, it was always kind of in the shadow of the Supra mm -hmm. as was the Celica they were just kind of hanging back kind of cheaper uh, versions of the Supra uh, it looks like they went into like an SW20 model of this thing and then it went into a little bit of racing with some of the Le Mans and stuff like that. But I think that's more for what, like Toyota to figure out some things and racing and such. Yeah, definitely. And they were, uh, at that time, they were building the Toyota racing development. Right. Um, they were just getting into stuff like NASCAR and all that. So. A and what happened to the third generation of this car? I don't know. I just think into the 2000s, they were like... I don't even know. It just looks like a really poorly made Boxster. It does. I it, mean, just, I don't know. They, they I don't know what, it, they totally tell. changed everything you on it. You could tell they were trying to go after Porsche with it. Um, yeah, I mean. It, I mean, Porsche had just redesigned their cars, and they were selling very well. Yeah. Uh, so, it, they just kind of went for a look that 
didn't really stick with its heritage. It mm-hmm. just looks like a cutesy little economy car, and it shouldn't. It should look like a mean sports car. Yeah, especially with the mid-engine platform and the rear-wheel drive, it just doesn't. The body just doesn't fit the car. Right. Yeah, it just it, if you ever look at the third generation of this car, it's just they just missed, in my opinion. Yeah, and I think that's why they stopped making it. Yeah, it just the third generation was not good. All right. Well, we'll go back to the second generation, the cool one. Actually, it is my favorite too. I did like the first generation, the first generation, but again, it's very, very eighties. I think they sleeked it up for the uh, the second generation. Uh, the nice wings they put on the back. The the yeah, the turbocharged the, ones. Right, and um, you know, pretty cool coloring and such. Um, I always like the blue one. I'm a blue guy. Zero to sixty. What is Hank's rating on the Toyota MR2 second generation? Zero to 60. Hmm. 58.63. Really? Yeah. Can't you just say 58? (laughs) 58.63 because Hank is a numbers guy. Yeah. All right, so 58.63 on the second generation Toyota MR2 just for kicks. What would you give the third generation 0 to 60 uh, of the Toyota MR2? Which I don't even like to call it the MR2 because it yeah, doesn't even it look like it anymore. It's like the cutesy wootsie or something. <laughs> right, the, the third generation MR2 cutesy wootsie. Yeah. Yeah, what would, 0 to 60 just for kicks. What would you throw out on that one? 30. Oh, that's high. <laughs> I guess I give it a, a 30. All right. So, yeah, hey, uh, the it, third it generation just... missed. You, uh, are there any plans to remake this car? Do you know of? Um, there have been concepts, as mm-hmm. there usually are, but nothing really serious. I think maybe with the uh, Supra being re, uh, kind of reincarnated, mm-hmm. they might consider the MR2. But they already have the uh, 86. Mm-hmm. which is their sports car right yeah. now, right. Um, and that's doing very well. It's mm-hmm. a very well-liked car, so I don't think they really have the need yet. All right. Well, Toyota got it right second generation, third generation, not so much, but uh, hey, yeah. you know, you got to fail some, I guess, so fail forward. All righty. Well, thank you all for checking in this time on father-son car chats all right we'll talk to you next time with a new car talk to you later